Hello, and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 191. John and Wendy talk to Deborah Isaac Schaefer. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you, John? Wendy, I'm well. Hard to believe we're, gosh, halfway through October or even more now. A little more. And <laughs> as, as the entire month has been, we're excited that our friends over at Humoriso are sponsoring this episode yes. of the show. Yeah. Love working with them. Um, their ever-expanding team. So, yeah, love it. You know, we got away for a long time, Wendy, from talking about the chats. However, it is where we started. It's how we got yep. this thing going to begin with. This co- upcoming chat's going to be fun. As our special guest co-host calls it, I think he called it a an ice, not an icebreaker, but a a warm-up. Or, I forget the term he used. It's almost <laughs> like the middle school dance, and we're trying to get to know each other a little bit. Right, more. right. No, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun with those other questions that people asked us, throwing those into the chat. So, you know, we're pulling more from the podcast, more crossover, really, and uh, getting to know all of our friends out uh, out in our community a little bit more and get grow that connection. Let's see who likes the same movies and music and all of that. <laughs> this was the idea of Tom Horn. Yep. For those of you who don't know Tom, Tom was fairly recently on the show and uh, was with People Element, who sponsored us back in the spring. Mm-hmm. Tom's a great guy. He's been very active in the community over the last year plus. He messaged me one night and said, hey, have we ever really talked about kind of the fun stuff with each other? And I said, well, you know, I don't know if we've ever necessarily done it in a formal chat. And I said, do you want to co-host? He's like, absolutely. So here we are. Yay. So Tom signed up without knowing it. <laughs> we appreciate him bringing the idea. And yes, yeah, so please join us. If you have never attended a chat, this is going to be a great one to come mm-hmm. in on. There's no right answers. It's whatever right. you'd like. It's whatever you're into and whatever you would like to share just to get to know the community a little bit better. So exactly. yeah, if you're listening to this in real time, join us Sunday at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern uh, the 24th and yep. get the warm up middle school dance, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> we, we look forward to getting to know you a little bit better that night. Love it, John. Want to quickly mention too, we are well into Pledge Drive this mm-hmm. month. We have found the gift for donating. Again, your donation is not financial. Your donation is right. sharing the show. Hashtag yep. listen to HRSH. Wendy, I mentioned to you, it's not anything from Hamilton or Phantom of the Opera or anything that PBS may be giving out. Uh, but we did find something that is postal friendly, international friendly key. even. We're not going to tell you quite yet what it is. We're going to let you guess a little bit, share those episodes, yep. whatever platform you're on, doesn't matter. Twitter, Facebook, share. LinkedIn, we love to give away Instagram, stuff. TikTok even. If you're on TikTok, we're not on TikTok, but well, share it. I kind of am. We, but... we oh boy. Well, I'm not. So I, not, I, I'm not going to let you run I, that. I'm only there to make sure my kids aren't doing anything weird. I'm glad you have that ability. Thanks. Thanks to all who have taken part so far throughout the month. Please do so till the end of October. The hashtag listen is HRSH. Let's get our guests here. Really excited to have Deborah with us. Wendy, let's make the introduction and get started. Yeah, I am so excited to welcome Deborah Isaac Schaefer to the show. She has a corporate background in human resources and communications with a core specialty in work-life integration. She has key areas of focus, including workplace flexibility, flexible work options, family-friendly benefits, supporting working mothers and parents, caregiving, people relations, diversity, inclusion, and leadership and management coaching to address new ways to work. 
She has concurrent experience in educational advocacy supporting working parents with neurodiverse children from K through college graduation. Well, Deborah, welcome to the show. We are super excited to have you here. Our first question, as always, what is in your glass? Thank you both for having me. I'm really delighted to be with you. And I'd like to say that, you know, I'd like to say something I don't know, more interesting that's in my glass, but it's actually English breakfast tea with some clover honey. Oh, nice. It's been a while since we've had tea. It's not water for once. Yeah. No, it's not. It's been a while since we've had tea, I think. (laughs) Love it. I love it. Deborah, you've spent a great deal of your career now as a work-life integration consultant. Talk a little bit about that path. How do you get started in, in that type of work? Well, for me, the way I got started actually was when I was working in my first job after college, as my son would say, was that before we had electricity and, you know, (laughs) running water? At least he would say that years ago. I was working in my first job and there was a colleague that I overheard having discussions with someone else about the fact that she had a sick child. She had used all of her vacation time and she couldn't get any more time to take care of him. And I remember sitting there thinking, something about this just doesn't seem right. How could an employee who's been with the organization for a long period of time use their vacation time, use their sick time, they have a sick child, and they're struggling to figure out how to stay with their child? And this is before even what used to be called work-life balance was even really a thing. But I remember way back then thinking, something about this isn't right. And it continued through every position I held, through every consulting project that I did, that I was hearing more and more about struggles, particularly struggles related to working caregivers. And usually that falls to working parents, but it's not always working parents. It can be an employee who has an aging parent themselves. It could be an employee who has a partner or a spouse that is medically ill and they need to take care of them. So it's been a path. And fortunately, this entire work-life integration arena has become a huge business initiative. There's not a single organization, no matter their size, that isn't realizing that in order to support employees, in order to recruit and retain, they have to address work-life issues. I, I so agree with that. And I love your passion around that, Deborah. As you talk about that, you know, everyone kind of has our own ideas and our own definition of, of work flexibility, this work in work life integration. Talk a little bit about how you define that um, so we can all get on the same page with for the discussion. And how do you help organizations with that idea kind of help them open up to thinking about it differently? That's an interesting question, because the definition of flexibility overarching perspective would be it's about control. It's about having some control over your work life. And I'm using that kind of as two separate things, your work and your life. When you talk about specificity, it's part-time position. It's job sharing. It's remote or virtual. It's hybrid, which is kind of the topic du jour right now in terms of where do we actually do our work? Does it need to be in an office from nine to five? No, it does not. Can it be done in the library? Can it be done at home? Yes, it can. So flexibility is really about an element of control and really adjusting your life to your work-life needs because they change all the time. You know, what might be working on a Monday, come Thursday morning, it may not be working anymore. So what do you do? 
And parents are particularly working parents. And I do focus a lot on that. They're struggling. They may have paid leave. They may have some element of flexibility for a short period of time. They may use their vacation time and their sick time. But if you've got serious and complex work-life needs, that's just not going to be enough. So for me, from my perspective, it really comes down to control. Treating employees like adults and giving employees an element of control. The flip side of that is ensuring that leaders and managers really understand the complexity of the needs and that they have the support that they need in order to manage in new ways. I hope that kind of answers it. It does. And I think that's kind of the the challenge and the place where a lot of us are right now is, do we go back to the way things were or do we keep moving forward? And, you know, I think just talking about it differently, I love that balance of control, giving your employees some control where you can. And it's not all or nothing. You know, I think that's one of the the challenges and one of the sweet things about it is that it doesn't have to be black and white. Absolutely. You know, getting away from this idea that, well, I gave John a day off, so I have to give Wendy a day off as well, whether Mm -hmm. she needs it or wants it or how she wants to use it. It doesn't matter because it has to be fair. There has to be an element of equity. It may not be necessarily fair. And, you know, just what you're saying, Wendy, it goes back to that old adage. Well, if I do it for one, I have to do it for all. Well, the truth is everyone has a complex life. It doesn't matter if you're a working parent, as I said, if you've got aging parents yourself, if you're caring for a partner or a spouse, or you're caring for yourself, or you're caring for your pets. It doesn't matter. We all have work-life needs, and it's a question of how do we approach it? I don't think there is a going back per se. Yes, there are certain employers that are, I hate to even use the term, but mandating a return to the office. And initially it was, I think, in September or October. And then because of the Delta variant, we're pushing it now to January. And then there are firms like PwC that are basically saying you can work remotely forever. So, you know, there's a continuum. It's not all or nothing. It's so employer dependent in many ways, but that requires assessments. You know, that really requires, you know, what I talk about a lot is you have to listen. You have to ask the questions and you have to listen. You have to learn. It's not just about listening. You also have to learn what is it that you're hearing. And then you have to look for solutions and solutions are possible. As you said, Wendy, it's not a black and white issue. There's many, many variations and shades of gray. Speaking of variations and shades of gray, Deborah, how have you seen the ideas around work-life integration change over the last many years? And what's been most encouraging in that evolution and change? Some of the changes, John, have been that employers are recognizing that there's a blending between work and life. They're looking at more robust benefits and integrating new benefits and services and supports into their workplace. You know, one of the areas that's certainly getting more attention, which is a really good thing, is that we're changing it from maternity leave and and paternity leave to parental leave. And we also have to open up the net in terms of how do we define a parent? A parent can be a foster parent. You know, it can be a grandparent that's raising a child. So the whole family dynamic has shifted. So one of the positive changes, John, has been that working fathers are now taking parental leave. You know, there's always the question of utilization. 
we can offer all these great benefits, but unless we're tracking utilization, how do we know if people are actually using it? But then that also comes down to bias. You know, there's hidden bias in a number of areas. So if an organization is supporting, yes, you're a dad and you have parental leave, we want you to take it. We're encouraging you to take it. We're not going to put up obstacles for you to take it. We want you to take it because we believe in kind of that global family-friendly dynamic. We're a family-friendly organization, and we realize that for working parents, they need time. So I think that would probably be the one area, John, dads, you know, working fathers, being, being able to, to take leave. You know, one of the things that I say probably ad nauseum, and I acknowledge it for sure, is parenting doesn't stop when diapers do. If anything, parenting becomes far more complex. And one of the challenges that I find is educating employers and managers to recognize that, yes, colic and diapers, yeah, that can be kind of a drag after a while. But you have an eight-year-old who's dealing with some issues. You have a 15-year-old who's dealing with mental health issues. That's far more complex. And it takes so much more out of you as the employee and me as the employee as well, that we need our leaders and our managers to listen, you know, to really ask those difficult questions and to say, what are your pain points? What is it that's really causing you to lose sleep, to not be in the office when you said you were, to have to leave at two o'clock in the afternoon because you got a call from school? I mean, the issues are as you know, there's a multitude of issues. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It doesn't get easier as they get older. That's for sure. No, it does not. We... <laughs> no. But hey, we got electricity. Yeah, that's true. true. That's true, John. We do have electricity. So that's a good thing. <laughs> Deborah, how has the pandemic changed the work that you do? And what can HR and other organization leaders do better to help their employees? The pandemic has done so much, Wendy. Um, it's really upended work the way we knew it. it. It really has. And as with other major kind of cultural shifts, it's going to take time. It's going to take time way, well beyond where we are right now to kind of get our sea legs. You know, HR leaders, they're challenged with it as well. You know, these are real life issues. And the pandemic has just exacerbated everything. Um, there was th this article that ran a few days ago. It was a Bloom Bloomberg piece that spoke about employers now saying, you know, we're basically finished letting you get away with having your children at home during the workday. All I can say is take a look at LinkedIn because I responded and I've been fielding questions and emails all weekend long because I said, no, that's not how it works. Because employers that say something like that, letting you get away with, you ask any working parent who's been working from home and also doing virtual schooling, what are they getting away with? Nothing. You know, I say a lot. It's not about even burning the candle at both ends. I said this to someone earlier today. There's only a wick. That's all that's left. You know, the candle's pretty well shot. So, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with our language. What are the words that we're using? because those words imply a lot. You can have really great benefits. You can say you're a family-friendly organization, but when you say things like what we're letting you get away with or your children can't be anywhere from you know, 10 to three, 
Try saying that when you have a child home with the flu. It just doesn't work that way. So it really goes back to, it may sound really simplistic, and I, I really don't mean to make it sound that way, but it's really about flexibility. It's really about flexibility. We need that in our lives. So we certainly need that in our workplaces as well, don't you think? Most definitely. Definitely agree with that. Deborah, one of the things that we've done over the last year to help with our own balance, particularly with doing the show, is, is we've started to outsource questions to, to our guests. And in this case, Leanne Dries asks, what do you believe is your biggest achievement, either personal or professional, in the last 18 months? Can I just say keeping my head on straight? Would that be okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would, would that be, a, or, or tolerating one more Zoom meeting, would that be okay? <laughs> I mean, that's really the truth. It's like, okay, enough already. Yeah, it's I don't been, think it's, you'd be the only one to say that. Oh, though. I know. I, I know. There have been little things that have really made an impact. I was coaching one working mother who left her full-time position. Her spouse had just lost his job. They have a special needs child. Um, her parents just passed away within a month of each other. She can't secure flexibility in her job. It's those kinds of situations where I can step back and say, okay, let's, let's kind of take this step by step. Let's evaluate every single issue and then try to make a determination, what kinds of solutions can we bring to bear? It's not really big things, John. It's more being able to kind of keep the engine going, you know, being available and listening and learning and then looking for solutions. It, it may sound like, you know, a little poem, but it's really what I believe. We have to listen, we have to learn, and we have to look for solutions. So for me, I'm going to say keeping my head on straight and getting through one more Zoom meeting <laughs> would probably be it. I think that is certainly understandable and relatable. Good. Absolutely. Good. I'm glad Absolutely. to hear it. Glad to hear that. In the meantime, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. This episode of the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast is brought to you by Humoriso. Humoriso is an award-winning HR firm based in Southern New Jersey and is a trusted provider of consultative human resources and personal management services. Their resource specialists handle the areas of administration, compliance, training, recruitment, HR technology, strategy, and organizational development. With advanced degrees and accreditation from the Society for Human Resources Management and the Human Resources Certification Institute, each associate possesses a strong knowledge base as well as a value for learning for which Humoriso is known. Humoriso will assess your business's employee relations philosophy and current strategies in order to better develop management communications and thereby design HR administration solutions best suited to fit your company's unique needs. To learn more about Humoriso and their team, visit humoriso.com. Thanks again to Humoriso for sponsoring the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. And now, back to the show. And we are back. Deborah. it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the Half Hour Question Connection. First question, what career did you dream of having when you were a child? I wanted to be a veterinarian, and that ended in 11th grade when my guidance counselor said, you need to be really good in science. And I was not <laughs> good in science at all. So that went right out the window. I was devastated because I was certain that that was what my career path was going to be. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't do some pro bono work with animal issues. And, you know, I'm the person that drives around with extra cat food and a water bottle in the back of my car 
should I find an animal in need? But it was it was being a vet. Deborah, who's one person you've gained your network in the last year that you think more people should know? There have been several, but I'm going to say Jess Pagoni. And Jess is the CEO of an organization called Luna. And what Luna is doing is really quite unique in the marketplace. And they're basically personalizing employment. So they're working with organizations and they're working with managers and teams to help develop personalized work arrangements. So I would say it would be Jess. Deborah, how do you maintain balance? It's a daily ebb and flow, Wendy, just like I'm sure it is for you and for John. There, there really isn't balance. That's why I've never really called it work-life balance. I call it work-life integration. And I know some people now are calling it work-life harmony, which I really love. You know, there's something very, there's something very supportive and very human about that term, work-life harmony. There, there really isn't balance. You know, every time you think you might have it, it's like playing whack-a-mole. Nope. You don't. Something else has just emerged. And I think that's true for everybody, don't you? That, you know, it's a daily ebb and flow. Deborah, how do you enjoy giving back to your community? I do quite a bit of pro bono work, focusing in on homeless and food insecure youth, particularly college students. I serve on a university uh, resource and food pantry advisory board. I care very much about college students who are really striving to reach the finish line, but they're eating twice a week or they don't have enough money to buy supplies or they don't have a winter coat. That really matters to me. So that would probably be, that would probably be the primary area working with either homeless or at risk youth and particularly college students. Deborah, what's your favorite movie? Can I have two? Of course. Sure. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks just for that. Sometimes we'll I've got a list. Yeah. Two no. is great. Good, two. I'm gonna I'll give you two. My oldie would be Two for the Road with Albert Finney and Audrey Hepburn. Oh, okay. Wonderful. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's a little avant-garde, but my absolute favorite. And more current, it would be the horse whisperer. But you would imagine that I wanted to be a vet, so. Yeah. <laughs> How about the first concert you remember attending? Yeah, it was Yes. Remember that group, Yes? Oh. Wow. Yeah. Uh huh. Which tour do you do you recall? See, now you're going to stump me, John. I'm going to have to email okay. you with that. I can't. Well, are, are we talking? Are we talking eighties, nineties, seventies? Eighties. Eighties. Okay. Uh huh. Eighties. Okay. Yeah. I was always into that. That kind of music. And in fact, my son thinks it's totally awesome because now, you know, he's into it too. And he would say, wow, you weren't like listening to top 40. I said, well, yeah, I was listening to it. But if you were asking me, you know, what were the bands that I was listening to? It would be Yes and Emerson, Lake and Palmer and Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young and, you know, that sort of a thing. So he thinks that's very cool. So what was the last show that you binge watched? Downton Abbey. How many people huh? have said that? Probably a million. Handful. Handful <laughs> yeah. 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 It would be Downton Abbey. Do you watch? Do either of you, have you watched it? I started it on Netflix a while ago, but I haven't gotten very far. Okay. Um, because I realized I like, uh, this is not going to be one where I can like do laundry and do a bunch of other stuff. I kind of have to pay attention to what's going yes, on. You do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Although the storylines do continue from episode to episode. Right. 
so yeah, I was like, uh, okay, we'll, tr we'll try it again. Maybe this winter when it's um, a little yeah. bit colder and quieter. Try. I think you'll really enjoy it. The scenery is spectacular. The fashions are just incredible. Well, I love Maggie Smith. I absolutely oh, I do adore too. Maggie Smith and everything that she's in. So I do too. And her lines in Downton Abbey, I've written down probably 10 of them. They're, <laughs> seriously, they're snark. They're really snarky, but they're savvy and they're smart. Uh, yes, I like her as well. I love it. <laughs> Deborah, I, I will tell you that even though Downton Abbey has come up several times, not a million, but, but a handful of times yeah. on the show, Two for the Road and The Horse Whisperer have never come up. No. <gasps> and Yes has never come up. Oh, Kudos to you. Oh, I saw man. Yes. The last time I saw Yes was like 10 years ago. They were about one song too long and Asia opened for them. And I cried because I'm a huge ELP fan. I never got to see them. Oh. And Palmer was with them and I cried. I was <laughs> beside myself excited. He can was amazing. I, can I just tell you something really quickly? Absolutely. Visiting family in California, not this past summer, the summer prior to the pandemic. And they had, there's this little local newspaper, you know, like a little thing that says in the community, we're going to do Girl Scout cookies or whatever. And I saw that at a local, like a local kind of a, it wasn't a bar. It was kind of like a local place. John Anderson was performing. I screamed, oh, nice. I screamed so loud <laughs> that my, you know, my family was like, what happened? What happened? And they're not into that. And I said, and this was the day that he was performing the day after I was leaving. And I said, I have to change my flight, have to change my flight. And they were like, well, who is it? I said, you don't know who John Anderson is. <laughs> so I didn't get to see him, but trust me, John, I would have walked, crawled on my knees to go and see him. I unfortunately saw them with, I believe it was Benoit Benjamin who they found on YouTube. Okay. And they were looking for a, you know, a lead singer. Uh, he was, he was fine, but it was definitely not, Anderson. And like I said, they, they were a little too long for me, but of course I, my wife was there for yes. I was there for Asia. Okay. And, uh, it was fun. What's a hobby or a thing you really like to do that may surprise people? Uh, see, I'm not, I'm not very interesting in that respect. I would say, <laughs> I mean, seriously, probably, you know, those tiny houses, you ever hear of those tiny houses? Yeah. They're like 200 square feet or something. I follow them online because I want okay. one. I want one. I want a tiny house. Now, half my things won't fit, but, <laughs> I, but it's true. But I follow those tiny houses. Not terribly interesting, I know. See, when you said tiny houses, I was thinking like little collectible. Some kind oh, of, no. When you said, oh, do you think the tiny houses? I'm like, was that built like little communities, like Lego or something? I, okay, but I, I, I understand what you're talking about now. No, they're, right, they're very I'm with you. Right, and, they're, and some of them, you have to look at them. Some of them are absolutely incredible you know, two stories and they have like vaulted ceilings and you probably can't move like in the shower, but it doesn't matter. So <laughs> right. That, right. That would probably be it for me. <laughs> oh yeah. It, it, you know, it's those days where you're like, all right, I'm getting rid of everything. I'm yes. just going to go be nomad. And oh, I get it. I get it. Yes, absolutely. Um, but then it's like, Oh, well, I'm not getting, I can't get rid of all my stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a good American. I can't get rid of my stuff. Um. <laughs> it's a process. It, it's a process. It you know, it, it is. yes, sometimes you have to do it all in one fell swoop, but it's a process. You know, you start to downsize and continue to downsize and then you buy more things. And yeah, that's how it works. But in a tiny yeah. house, you can't do that. You know, you actually no, have you to can't. look and say, I really need this. I need this yeah. for my mental wellness or now I don't need this at all. I'll get rid of it. 
Well, finally, Deborah, as you know, we are outsourcing some of our work. If you could ask the next guest of the podcast any question, what would you ask? I think I would ask how they were dealing with hidden bias in the workplace. Everything from pregnancy to working parents to ageism. There's a lot of hidden bias. And it's a topic that we don't discuss nearly enough and we need to. That's really what diversity and inclusion are really all about. So that would be the question that I would ask. You know, talk talk to us about this particular issue because it really matters. You know, it's about being human and that's what we that's what we're supposed to be. I love it. Great question. Deborah, it is now in the book, so it will be asked very soon. And I look forward to to the, the response there. We really do appreciate you taking yes. time to talk work life. I like harmony too. I think I'm going to start. Yeah, using I like that. that. Yeah, I like, I like harmony. That. Very much appreciate this conversation and your time. I know most of our listeners are probably connected with you now, but if they're not, and I know they're going to want to to continue the conversation, best way for them to reach you out there. It's very simple. It's www.debra, middle initial I, and Schaefer is S as in Sam, C-H-A-F-E-R.com. We will have that in the show notes. And then, Wendy, how about you? Best way for listeners to find you out there? Uh, best way is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. And, of course, the second and fourth Sunday of each month, you will find me on Twitter as part of our twice-monthly Twitter chat, 7 p.m. Eastern Time Again, second and fourth Sundays. How about you, John? Once again, thanks to Humoriso for sponsoring this episode mm-hmm. the entire month of October. As for me, johntherman.com for all things John Thurman. And for the show, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. It is Pledge Drive Month, so share yes. away using the hashtag listen to HRSH. You'll get a prize. or a, <laughs> Don't donate. Just share. We will send you something for as a thank you. Yes. Uh, those of you who participated last year know what you got. I know it was a, a hot commodity. I think this people are going to really like this too. Please share. International listeners, we want you to be part of our conversations. I think Deborah will tell you it was fairly painless technology out, outstanding, <laughs> but, uh, but we'd love to have you take part. Reach out and let's conti- let's start the conversation to have that on here uh, on the show. Deborah, again, really appreciate being with us. And so for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect. Give back and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. <laughs>